Coming to you straight from the heart of the old Pueblo, it's the All the Belts podcast, bringing you all the belts, all the records, all the lowdown on the schmodown. And here are your hosts, working themselves into a shoot so you don't have to, Aaliyah and Dan. Take it away, All the Belts, and make me proud. Hello, friends. Welcome to All the Belts. I was just expecting you to jump in a little. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you mean because usually I yell something? Yeah. And yeah I mean, right. the tradition is you're usually right. I say, That's my Welcome bad. to all the belts. You say something absolutely inane, <laughs> and then we move oh, forward. Oh, let's try it again. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to All the Belts. It's the best podcast in the world. Those are some big promises. It's and not. I guarantee you, we may live up to that. It's the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We haven't also recorded it yet. It could, we do have it another very podcast much could be. You, you, just, that is decent sometimes. Here's what I'll say. Just let's put a pin in that. Okay. And I think it's extremely likely. Uh, if, if not, well, that's on you. <laughs> Wait, me or them? No, the listener. Oh, or, yeah, okay. Uh, That's your. This is all your fault. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're here to bring you all the coverage of the the weekend schmodown. Uh, there were three matches this week. <laughs> Yay! That's too many matches. No. No. Not Definitely enough matches. Not. Definitely not. I I am curious. Um, in the same way that I'm curious, if I had an infinite amount of of uh, pulled pork, how much I could eat. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm curious. How much? How many tacos? How how much schmodown I could watch if I had infinite schmodown? Is it like the taco box from Taco Bell? Where you well, get I could eat that. I would eat all twelve of those. But how many of those? It's boxes a joke. Could you? Yeah, that's that's the question. How many of those taco packs mm -hmm. could I eat? Mm -hmm. How many schmodowns could I watch? I've never been at the point where I've seen enough schmodown. So I'm curious. I want to get to that point. You should do a taco box eating challenge on the podcast okay. while we talk about schmodown i feel like people generally don't really like it when you eat while you're recording i the mean podcast. we drink while we're recording Nobody that's very different anything. that's very different uh so we had three matches if you get the lady week. tacos that don't crunch as loud <laughs> oh geez that's a delicate subject uh god damn it doritos <laughs> so so we had three matches this week inner geekdom mm -hmm. fatal five way yeah um why right. is it a fatal five? Like, what if it's just like because a... Because only one person survives. The rest moderate of them are, are killed. Way. Like, dead? Yeah, it's like the Hunger Games, I think. <laughs> I mean, just it, got real it happens week, off guys. screen. Um, but as far as I... Afterwards, they're all just all as murdered. As far as I know, Koi Jandro's dead now, right? <laughs> Isn't that how this Poor works? Koi. Is it? Uh, no. So, fatal five way. Then we had a celebrity <laughs> match. First celebrity match in who knows... How long? It's been forever, but a great celebrity match. I mean, someone probably Ash knows. versus Evil Dead, um, and then we had kind of the main event of the week, which mm -hmm. is uh, Jeff Snyder versus Mark Ellis. Baby carrots. Uh, first time we've seen Ellis in who knows? I mean, that's it's been it's been a long time. Uh, all I mean, the way it was to the last first, year. It was the sometime. first round of the 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 last time. I saw all the, these things happened last year sometime. The first the first round of the Ultimate Showdown was yeah. the last time we saw Mark Ellis when he was brutalized by uh by stacy howard 
Um, Brood realized I, I'm being cruel, but it came down to the last question. But uh, <laughs> so, but good for you, Stacy, who yeah. was my pick in the Ultimate Schmodown. Nope. <laughs> well, That's we'll incorrect. go back to the you know you can check the recordings on that. Uh, so, but we had three big matches. So starting off with the Inner mm -hmm. Geekdom, uh, we had Koi Jandro, uh, who is a familiar competitor. Yep. Um, we've seen him before. You've also seen... We've seen him in his tank tops before. You have seen Koi Jandro. If you don't recognize Koi Jandro, he is the guy that uh, holds up a convenience store in every movie you've ever seen. Yeah. That's the that's him. It's, uh, I think it's the facial hair. Yeah, I think it was a... He's wearing a, a, a gray hoodie yeah. and the white tank top, and he's really nervous, and he's holding the gun. He's like... Just keep him like keeps looking over his shoulder. That's Koi Jandro. Yeah, you've seen he, him in that, And then right? Spider-Man comes in... And then Spider yeah. takes his gun, yeah. or the Flash runs by and grabs yeah. it. You know, uh, watch out! Here comes he's Ezra. Been in every superhero movie. Uh, yes, so that's basically him. So congratulations uh, on that. So good job, Koi Jandro. But uh, other than Koi um, and some spotty appearances here and there, we generally these are new competitors. So yeah. uh, so we we didn't really last week when we called called the match. We kind of danced around the fact that we weren't really going to call the match because we didn't know yeah, who I to don't, pick. I don't think uh, we even did call the match. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. we, we <laughs> only, I don't remember that part. We had no idea what to do in that match. So we we were excited to see all these yeah. fresh faces. It's fun. Fun to see new people. Yeah. So so uh, coming away from this, mm -hmm. uh, we we do have a, a, the winner of the match, uh, Mark Donica, making a name for himself. But... Coming away from this, other than Koi, we know Koi, obviously. Do you feel like there was a, like, do you feel like we there were new stars born in this? Do you feel, like, how do you feel like, because there was definitely some moves being made here. Mm -hmm. You hang out at the end of the match. There's I some mean, serious overall, stuff. I think it was actually a pretty good match. Um, yeah, it was pretty tight toward the I, end. I actually really liked And Koi was actually, being Koi. Was Koi, Koi was the first one, one out. out, yeah. Which yeah. in the the most familiar face was the first one out, which you know kind of a, a good analogy for the schmodown, yeah. Um, which is uh, essentially that the fresh faces are coming for you, mm. um, and the I mean not to you know last week we're coming off of top ten winning, so the old brood, not. You know, don't don't make like us, a, some birds. Uh, it's just a, a, a ch ch hen sitting on her nest with like a little cowboy hat on. Listen, brood, blood, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> cowboy chicken. The old people. That's a thing. Uh, they are the old people. <laughs> you know. Now, now, be nice to John. Roca. <laughs> they're they're making they're they're still there. Uh, John Roca still there. Uh, <laughs> we are fans of Top Ten. We want them to still be there. They're but, a fave. But we have been seeing as the years go on, we get fresh competitors, mm -hmm. and it feels like the fresh competitors. We're, but we were talking last week about just the idea that it seems like the amount of time that you know, as soon as someone new comes in, they're the new hot thing, and then you're immediately picking them. Mm -hmm. uh, but. This is kind of a testament to the idea that, you know, like, Koi is the only person that's actually really been around in inner geekdom and made a, you know, a face for, a, a name for the, himself. And mm -hmm. he was eliminated first. Yeah. So we have all these fresh faces really t teasing the idea that the the new up-and-coming competitors 
I don't know who's gonna make a name for themselves. That's the thing. I do like seeing Koi play. I think he's pretty entertaining. Mm. I don't know why. He's just got like a happy to be there he does kind have of a, vibe. And, like and he's I, just like, I'm just here to have fun, guys. They touched on that as well when he came out. He was he did the very brooding. Yeah, and like, then he was like, he was like, oh like, no. Hey. <laughs> Um, Finger also, guns everywhere. I'm really, I have a really bad memory, as anyone else in this mm -hmm. podcast already knows, especially names, really bad with names. So, to me, this is no slight to the players. Okay. But I got, there was Sunglasses Guy. Okay. There was that's, a, that's, that's Mike Carlson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he had like a tie. Yeah. So he was like, Mike Carlson. Kind of thought he was cool, but also he drank a lot of soda. Yeah. So, I like that. Drinking a lot of soda? Yeah. Yeah. Is that why Kalinowski's your boy? Kalinowski? <laughs> You've never seen a man drink so much soda. Yeah. And I, it's charming. Then there was the girl with the porg. That that would be Keaton Marchie. Keaton. Keaton. Keaton Marchie. I liked Keaton. She, it's a great name. She was good. Uh, she actually was hung in there. I think yeah. she made, she maybe like rushed it a little bit and got some she, wrong that she knew. She did the, the thing where she was so confident that she went a little ahead of herself mm -hmm. and didn't think it through. That happens. Yeah. That's right. But she actually played really well. She did. Um, then there she was... should have been right in there until the end. She did. She missed that five point question that she did know. Yeah. We actually, when we were playing along, I did the same thing. I, I said the two that I knew, but I wouldn't have gotten, she went for Philosopher's Stone. I didn't know yeah. that third. I actually said, while that question was being asked, I said to Ali, I was like, What's the round thing? Because I, I know <laughs> it's a stone. There's but a triangle. What is the stone? I know the triangle the is invisibility cloak. I know the the line oh, is yeah. the elder wand, and I knew those two, and I said those, and I was like, "What's the circle?" I didn't remember what the circle yeah. was. She gets philosopher's stone. It's the resurrection stone, yeah. which I don't remember. But uh, so, but, but the thing is, heartbreaking because she knew that it was invisibility mm. cloak. But she went for the big play. But I mean, this was her first match. That's I tough. think anyone she'll learn. in she'll their <laughs> she'll learn. Anyone in their first match, I think, you know, the nerves get to you a little bit. Yeah. Um, you make some mistakes. But hopefully she'll be back. The more that you play the game, the more you get she used to. She was a lot to. of fun. I think she and she did a good job. She's comfortable in front of the camera. She I, I thought she did a really good job and she definitely knows her stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think she could definitely she if you think about it this way. She got eliminated with, she had, what, 15 points. Uh, if she'd gotten that five-pointer, she would have been at 20, which made her tie for second with Adam Halibak. And then uh, if she'd gotten that one-point question about the defense against the Dark Arts teacher, which also I didn't, I didn't, I never get it. There, uh, Chris Galiski is always doing that question. It's about who's the defense against the Dark Arts teacher in this one. Yeah. Who's it? The thing is... You have to get. You have to take some time to really think it through. Like, okay, who was it in the first yeah. movie? Who was it in the second movie? Because I got it, but it took me a while to get there. Because yeah. at first I also was like Lockhart, and then we're like, no, yeah. that's not right. And then I was like, oh yeah, because. But you have to like really. Think I knew it that through. Lockhart was was Chamber of Number Secrets. Two. I did know that one, and uh, yeah. So I there I knew, I know something, but it I I would have to use seven JT. <laughs> On that one, I would be like, "All right, JTE rule. Can I borrow three JTE rules from Adam Halvac?" This isn't a genie, Dan. Is that okay? You can't just wish for more wishes. Uh, I—that's the truth, though. I would need several because I'd need probably four minutes to be able to answer that question. I'd be sitting there, I'd be like, "Can I have a piece of paper?" <laughs> you have a whiteboard. I'm gonna write. Okay, I could do. I could do the whiteboard. Sure. So, I, like, can I can I write this down? And I have to diagram it 
and Snape was in this one. Yeah. And Umbridge is in this one. Quirrell. And, you know, I have to fit Quirrell. Um, but, uh, but yes, I mean, I think she made a good showing and I think Definitely. she's deservedly, the, the, the issue that I have with Inner Geekdom, and this is part of the Patreon thing, and, you know, Christian did say that depending on how many patrons the Patreon gets, we'll get more Inner Geekdom matches. And the issue I have with the Inner Geekdom is that there's a lot of exclusive competitors to Inner Geekdom. Mm. So you don't really see them as much as you want to. But maybe we'll get more matches and then we'll get to but see But I worry, more. like, someone like Keaton, like, you're never going to see her again because yeah. when's the next Inner Geekdom match? Like, I mean... Unless you're a crossover player, you just kind of disappear, which I mean, maybe if they start having more undercard matches, like Christian yeah, said, that sure. would be a good place for, especially inner geekdom. It's maybe, not that it's um, easier, it's like a different set of skills than regular, yeah. but it, sometimes a very it particular feels, set of skills. feels a little it's more like lighthearted sometimes, you know what I mean? So I feel like it would be yeah, like fun sure. to have under, like maybe ones that didn't actually have like importance in that it's not like for something but just to have like some fun undercard inner geekdom matches you yeah. know yeah i think that's important uh yeah so you then know, there was tall guy tall guy that's mark donica yeah he won the match yeah uh good job guy tall guy and then we mentioned adam uh halibak obviously Lavic, halibak who knows no one knows uh, literally <laughs> unpronounceable by the human mouth. Um, you can't H. Just, you could just call him Adam H. The letter H followed by the letter L. Lab. I believe that's illegal in several states to even put those two consonants together. That's unnatural. This is like a situation. It's messed up. It's not right. And I believe they deducted a point from him. And that's why he lost. Um, I don't think that's Because true. his name was unfamiliar. I mean, that would explain why he was so mad at the end. Yeah. He, like, stormed he off. He did storm off. Uh, storm off guy. That's... Yeah. That's it was a Stormy Daniels situation. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I... So, uh, okay. So, here's how I'm kind of feeling. I, I feel like we got a good taste of a lot of people, and I think a lot of people with a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I think the immediate person that strikes you as a big star... Uh, is Mike Carlson. Yeah. Well, he um, clearly had, like, the most developed character. He had the most developed character, a character that is kind of this weird... He walked out, and you're like, is he just doing kind of, like, an action thing where he's, like, this arrogant guy that, you know, like, is very condescending to other people? But it's not really that character, and I think it's kind of a charming heel character where it is confidence, but kind of this weird non-sequitur gibberish confidence where he... <laughs> He is basically a guy that is putting on this face of confidence, but you also, like, he did these things where he undermines his confidence. Yeah. He's talking about, like, the reason he didn't get up, like, it's like, oh, he's doing this baller move where he doesn't spin this whole time. But then he's it was like, just what? because he had to but pee. But it's because he had to go to the bathroom because <laughs> he drank too much Taco yeah, like, Bell soda. It's like self-deprecation humor but underneath an umbrella of super arrogance. Yeah. It's kind of a great character. It's very unique. And it's like this really amazing, like it feels like the dude has done like a lot of improv classes and workshopped this yeah. really unique. It's character. like if you combine Ken before he joined the lion's den with Ken after he joined the lion's den. Oh, that's a good, I like, yeah, that's true. Into one. Yeah. I, that is, that's a good call. I, he does this. Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting character and he immediately, not only is, solid on trivia not 
not the best in, in this, you know, obviously he wasn't, he, he had a sh opportunity and he wasn't out of it, but he definitely was kind of coming from behind most of the match. Uh, but I think the, the people that need, that are, you know, the stars of the Schmodown are the people who marry knowledge with being an interesting mm -hmm. person slash character. And um, I think he was probably one of the favorites going into this in terms of entertainment wise yeah. because he's been on so many other things yeah. where people, people I didn't hadn't seen stuff that he was on but like when Christian announced that he was going to be in it a lot of people, yeah, people were really flipped. excited yeah um so he definitely seemed to have a large fan base based on other entertaining things that he had done going into this match so you sort of expected him to bring that level yeah. of entertainment yeah, and he really did, and it felt like he had the most fully formed character of anyone going into it. Uh, so Keaton didn't really seem to have much of a character other than just being herself, which is fine. And I don't, I don't think, I think one of the things I kind of was saying to you was, I feel like on the show you either need to commit to a character fully and go for something, or just be yourself. Yeah. And I think either of those are totally acceptable. And I don't think we're in a position now with the Schmodown that everyone has to have this crazy character mm -hmm. coming in. And I think it's cool if you do that. Like, I, I totally support that. We talk about someone like Lon Harris, and I think he's doing an amazing job coming in with this completely fully formed character that's getting better and better as we go. But if you just are a likable person, that is also totally yeah. okay. But also sometimes if you're on a f in a few matches as yourself a character can kind of develop based on that's totally like true as accentuating well. your yeah. own sort of personality like Rachel kind of has a character now she's yeah. the crusher but really she's just mostly herself yeah, yeah sure um but the story's also going to happen around right but also like some things i think are exaggerated or like certain story points are <clears throat> take sort of what she, how she is anyway, but extends it or does something specific based on that. So I don't think it's like if you come in, you have to be yourself, just yourself forever or have a character right away. Like you could, no. but if you don't have a fully formed <clears throat> character right off the bat, like you could just be yourself for a few episodes to see like who you are. Yeah. Like I could see, um, um, Keaton, her, she's very sort of naturally bubbly and everything. And that sort of seems to be just sort of who she is. But I could see if she was in a few matches that developing into more of like a specific character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's just that since she's just starting out, yeah. you're just like being yourself at first. I think, I think that's a good point. <laughs> I think uh, my, my inclination would be to say that if you don't have an idea for a character that's really distinctive and worth going for, just be yourself, be authentic, be yeah. likable, be natural. Uh, either do that and then let it organically come about based on the circumstances around mm -hmm. you. Or if you have something that seems really worth going for and really good, do that. Yeah. Uh, but also Christian might have some ideas yeah, sometimes sure. and it's like you might you try something. And that's, you know what, that's kind of seems like what the case <clears throat> was for Mark Donica, which who, he did a very good, you know, a very solid job. Uh, I mean, won the match, uh, clearly knows his stuff. And the Lions Den are looking for someone for Inner Geekdom now that mm -hmm. Robert Meyer Burnett is put on ice. <laughs> 
he's not dead, you guys. No, no, he's fine. Um, but I, I, it, it's it's interesting because Donica kind of came in, and I don't know. That's one of those things where I'm interested to see if that was if that was something that was going to be put on the winner. No matter what, regardless, or if it was, specific uh, or if it to was, him. I, I'm very curious to see what the branching storyline was for that match in particular, because clearly the Lions Den is looking for a recruit. I think Carlson would have been a very good recruit as a character. Yeah, uh, and Donica kind of has this. His character is essentially that he basically uh, everyone else is kind of you know a joke, and he's going to beat whoever you put in Florida, but, um, it's kind of, I don't know, he, there's not, it's weird that they did the leap so fast with him, uh, because moving, moving Donica so quickly from being a no-name competitor into the lion's den is a really big move. Yeah. I am not sure, I, uh, my natural inclination would be that I would probably, want someone to establish themselves for a little bit longer before moving into that kind of maybe having a couple of matches or having a character that you are more comfortable with uh and and obviously donica is a great competitor and you know ken really talked him up and stuff so they definitely built him in the right way to make him seem you know foreboding and he's obviously a heel character that matches the the qualities of the lion den I, I kind of wish that that was a little bit longer burn, but the issue is always that you go back to the whole thing with the inner geekdom. Right, like you're not going to see him. If they wait that long, so you then... have to kind of make these leaps, which that's that's what's kind of tough about it. You want to see Donica. Him joining the Lions Den doesn't mean as much because you don't know who he is. And yeah. You haven't seen him do enough to make it justify that part in the storyline. So you kind of go back and forth with it, but you also know that you're not going to see another inner geekdom match for a while. Right, like if you waited for him and to you're be definitely, in multiple matches, exactly, it could be months. You're or... definitely not going to see Donica forever. The Lions Den needs someone to be, fill that role so they can kind of be this far reach. And the whole idea, yeah. it seems like the whole idea of the Lions Den is. You know, Bobby Gucci's gonna get whoever he sees a spark in, and he wants to have his finger in every pie. Um, that sounds really gross when it's Tom Dagnino. Uh, <laughs> get your fingers out of my pie, Tom hey. Dagnino. Uh, but so I think it is—it's a weird circumstance. Um, and I, as much as I would like, I, I hope that we get <clears throat> more rich, long-term storytelling in inner geekdom. But until we flip the switch on that hopefully because of the patreon and we get more competitors that are the exclusive in that that have the chance to be established before storylines i think it's going to be more short form like this and yeah. it's going to be those big leaps it was easier when burnett got brought on even though he hadn't been around for like he was new too um but it was easier because burnett is such an colossal personality. He's a big personality. That he fits in immediately with the Lions Den. Donica has a character but isn't as big of a personality. Right. He's a character that is still growing and obviously hasn't gotten to the point that it feels as natural for him to like leap onto that. I'm definitely I'm not against the storyline in general. I just I'm curious to see how it goes and I hope that it gives 
him an opportunity to kind of work on that character more. And I, I hope that it'll like kind of shake out in a way that yeah. I think it feels natural. Um, but as it stands, it feels very sudden. Well, that's um, what I was thinking is because, because you're not going to get as many Interdicta matches necessarily. And because if you waited, you know, for him to actually have a couple more matches, it might be, you know, much longer period of time. Maybe, <clears throat> even though it seems a little soon now, to have him join the Lion's Den, or possibly, we don't actually know, right, if he's joined. Yeah. But if he does, you'll get to see him more right. with the Lion's Den, exactly. even though he won't have yeah. matches. Which you saw will mean that well. he gets more of a chance to build his character yeah. um, without having to wait, you know... For months until he has his next match or whatever. I think, so, take it how you will. I think Donica needs to be kind of a silent enforcer type character. Yeah. Uh, what he's struggling with, he's a large, like, he's incredibly tall. Like, he's a dominating, frightening, like, he's an intimidating dude. He's a dude. large man, yeah. Uh, so if you saw him next to, like, obviously, Jen isn't the tallest person, but... The frame didn't even, like, you couldn't even, like, compare them in the frame. Like, he was scraping the top of the frame. Jen was, like, barely peeking over the frame. Like, it was, you yeah. know, I mean, that he obviously is an imposing figure. So, to me, with that, what you work for, uh, until he gets more comfortable doing promos at that level and stuff, uh, like, you know, Schmodown promos, obviously he's comfortable with talking on camera and stuff, and that, that's no, but the Schmodown's a different thing, and you have to be comfortable doing these you know right yeah putting out promos and stuff like that in a wrestling sense which is it takes practice um well that's why joining the lion's den is good because dagnino talks all the time you can't shut that guy right, up exactly but <laughs> i think for him having this guy that just stands there and just kind of stands in the back just yeah. like i mean he's like a brock lesnar kind of you yeah, know so like he's I, I think he Danilo can be... does the talking. He looks really scary and impressive. Yeah, exactly. He can kind of build his character slowly. Burnett's really tall, he's... too. That's true. So, That's true. you know, you need a tall dude. Uh, but there's a difference between tall and yelling a lot and yeah. tall and standing quietly and looking intimidating. But they could do well with having a character <laughs> like that, like a, like a scary enforcer type, mm -hmm. I think, would fit in very well. So I think uh, a lot of potential there. Um, and I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, I was surprised at how quickly that storyline moved. Yeah. Well, um, he might also not join the Lion's Den, in which case then yeah, it wouldn't really matter that it moves so quickly because yeah. we'll it's see. Just... But I'm very interested to see where that goes, and I hope that develops more and we see more of Donica in that that role and stuff. So we'll see. But I, I like the match a lot, and I thought we saw a lot of cool new blood. I hope I really do think that that uh, Mike Carlson will be a star if we keep seeing him pop up. Yeah. Um, I was really excited, excited that Keaton came in to define gravity. That was great. Love me some wicked. Obviously. Let's do, so an, good. Let's do an all musicals match. Um, also, I just wanted to say, Aragon is not his name. Aragon. He That's wrote the dragon. Aragon, and he also said Aragon. Aragon. <laughs> That is wrong. That's like a mess. in the Schmodown, that is an incorrect answer. No one challenged it, but I was like, that isn't his name. Aragon. Uh, so uh, after that, um, we had a celebrity match that was an absolute delight because Bruce Campbell is the greatest. Bruce Campbell is the greatest, number one. <clears throat> number two, uh, 
we got to see two competitors we don't see very often yeah. in Whitney Seibel and John Schnepp. Uh, neither of them compete very frequently, and we've really seen Whitney only a couple times. Uh, so very excited to see both of them. Uh, but the number one thing I love about this match, shit got real off the rails. <laughs> And it was so good. Well, you know, the, I think maybe Christian was out that day. <laughs> things, things. Listen, when you have Bruce Campbell involved, you can't expect shit to not get off the rails. No. Like he was just saying the answers to the questions. One of the greatest things I've ever seen is Bruce Campbell just, just no pause, just going <laughs> straight from reading the questions to reading. Oh my God, it was so good. Answering questions. He just decided he could answer the questions too. Uh, he was like writing, even the ones he wasn't answering out loud, he was like writing on his paper. He's like, look, I got him all right. Bruce really wanted to compete. Yeah. I think maybe Bruce was saying, you know, maybe they asked him and he was like, no, uh, I'll just no. do, I'll just do But then once he got up there, he was like, like, let me. I know these questions. I could do this. I know the full name of my own character. <laughs> yes. Uh, and watching Mark Ellis try and like herd the cats was so funny. I, I gotta tell you, uh, <laughs> so I used to be an English teacher. High school uh, English. I used to be a high school English teacher. And I never related more to Mark Ellis <laughs> when he was trying to wrangle these these rapscallions, <laughs> trying to throw him off, trying to do whatever they want. I was like, I was having heart palpitations, having flashbacks, <laughs> being like, ah, oh, I remember what that was like trying to wrangle these kids Oh my in. God, it was so funny. And Dan was even like, I almost wish that he wasn't trying so hard. Like, just let it go all the way off the rails. I did. That was the only issue I had with this, is it was going <laughs> so far off the rails that I was kind of like, you know what? Just, I feel like Mark was like, I feel like I have to take care of yeah. this and like really let's get this together and stuff. And I was like, no. You, you know, know why? Because there'd be like those two jerks in the YouTube comments that'd be like, this wasn't even a real match. Yeah, it's a celebrity match. It's for funsies, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's get like, it together. Uh, actually, I, I believe would you rather must it follow went the rules. Yeah. The <laughs> Just let Bruce Campbell be Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I know. I have a, I, I generally stay. I, I, I stay away from uh, reading all the comments mm -hmm. on these. That's a good call. That's a good call. But you know that if if they had done something like, because I was like, you know what? Let Bruce go in there and play. I don't care. Yeah. That'd be just, that'd just be get freaking him hilarious. In there. But you know, so, like someone is sitting there in the co comments would just start being like, actually, the statutes <laughs> of Schmodown written in 1814 <laughs> by Sir Christian Harlaff explicitly states. <laughs> you're just like, oh God, this Listen, guy. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is a game. Yeah. It's um, supposed to be fun. There's there's this one guy who probably drafted Ray Santiago on his fantasy team and was just like, no! this is the one, this is my match. This is my one chance. <laughs> when we did the draft, we didn't even know that Ray Santiago would be playing. And then there was one guy that drafted Bruce Campbell and they were like, let him in there. Let him in. He should get points for reading the answer and getting it right. The commissioner of that fantasy league was like, you drafted Bruce Campbell? What is this? What are you it was doing? Was a draft? Ugh, <laughs> you can know. just draft whoever you want, apparently. Is that how uh, that works? I don't know. That's a bad. That's a bad pick. Uh, <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> Lisa, I love Bruce Campbell, but why would you draft him? Um, 
So I loved it. I, I thought it was so much fun and it was, I, I love that they, they, it really felt like they didn't cut anything out. No. Uh, I love that they just let Bruce go. It was like basically <laughs> I got an interview with Bruce for the first like yeah. 15 to 20 minutes and it was total insanity and gibberish. Uh, well, I mean, part of the point of celebrity matches is that they get to plug the thing that they're on. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, I mean, not that the showdown isn't great and super fun to be on, but, like, part of the reason celebrities come onto the yeah. showdown to do celebrity matches is so they can, like, promote a thing. So, like, just having Bruce Campbell, like, basically be interviewed about the show for the first, great. like, ten minutes, I was happy to hear about that. It was insanity. And I loved, <laughs> I loved, uh, yeah, you know, he was telling the stories about, like, Marlon Brando and stuff. And it's just like... I also thought the thing about how he was saying, I thought that it was, like, recently. Yeah. That the, he was, like, saying that he had seen... That, listen, it was, it was crazy. And, and I... He was, like, calling out George Lucas. I do think, I, I do kind of wish that, this made me realize that when we do celebrity matches in the future, I, I really do think, uh, and when I say we, I mean us, because yeah, we're celebrities, we're clearly so celebrity. we should be on a match. We have a podcast that gets several listens. <laughs> it is untrackable by YouTube standards, but yeah. we, so we do, uh, I do really think it would be cool if we do kind of see maybe a certain level of, I don't know the right word to say, leniency, uh, kind of laissez-faire attitude maybe, a uh, who give a shittedness. Laissez-faire, uh, that's classy. <laughs> laissez-faire. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Uh, but I, I do kind of hope that there is continually kind of an emphasis with the celebrity match about I hope that the the fans can accept that there's kind of a silliness to yeah. it, and that you don't. There doesn't really have to be like these matches don't. There's really a big matter. difference between celebrity matches and regular matches. It, so this it makes me think of you know in professional sports you have all star games you know you have the the NBA all star game you have the Pro Bowl, and there's always kind of this nature. It's like you let the double dribbles slide, you know, like you kind of like if someone does, a, if there's a hold, you're kind of like the refs are like, right. blah, blah, blah. who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, this isn't for anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. There's nothing at stake. This is all meaningless. So I think the <laughs> emphasis should be on as much fun as you can possibly have yeah. because you don't always get to do that. I mean, uh, I mean, say, uh, say what you will. I mean, there are going to be people who probably like, are still care about the rules in a celebrity match, but I think they're, rules. but those people can focus on, you know, matches that have stakes and stuff like that. And they're, you know, ones that count toward records and stuff. This, this kind of thing needs to happen in all celebrity matches. It needs to be just total insanity where everyone's just having fun yeah. and doesn't care. Like it doesn't really matter. Yes. You're still going to generally follow the rules in the same way that in a pro bowl, you still generally follow the rules of football, but you also are like, we don't really care. We're going to let the travels go. We're going to let the double dribbles go because you're going to have fun with it. So I do like that there was kind of that edging on the level of like, yeah. what is going on? And I love, so the thing is, they could have edited out Bruce reading the answer. They could right. have talked over it. They could have done like some dub. Like they could have like had him like say some other right. thing. Right. If know, they like, were like trying to like keep there. it tighter and like, oh no, we don't want this. To... But they were like, no, let the people see. Yeah. They let it in there, and which is great. When it really goes to show that these matches are meant to be total fun and just to have fun with the celebrities yeah. that are involved. 
And like the celebrities all seem, you know, like, uh, you know, Ray Santiago, Dana DeLorenzo, they all seem like they were having a ton of fun. Like, and, and Bruce was just being Bruce because Bruce is always Bruce. Yeah. And he's great. And uh, they seemed like they were having a good time. And I think that's what we want in these matches. I love the celebrity matches because they are a chance to have more silly fun with the Schmodown that you normally get because it's, it still ends up being very competitive and very serious. You do have these fun matches. You do have, you know, Wildberry matches and stuff. And you, you, you know, you're still going to get But even silly. the Wildberry matches are like, counts against their records. Yeah, so counts. Stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh and 10. Come on, Wildberries, you, you can do it. You guys got this. <laughs> I mean, as you maybe could tell if you listen to our podcast regularly, we like it when things go off the rails. <laughs> so keep that up. Schmodown celebrity matches, we're in favor. I like it when things are just like burning in the background. It's fine. This is all fine. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was uh, such a fun match. It was really you know, great. Uh, in an interesting format where it kind of, you know, uh, obviously they focused mostly on horror and early, the single point questions, and then kind of moved on to like a more traditional Schmodown match as it got further on. Uh, so interesting format, and I, but just just there a good time. There were a time. lot of dolls and puppets involved. Yeah, um, it was fun. it was fun though, a really fun match, and a good contrast to a more serious match mm -hmm. um, with not so serious competitors. I would say still, because Snyder and Ellis still <laughs> they're still gonna have some. They like to have a good time. Uh, <clears throat> Ellis, as expected. You know, you always wonder, what is Ellis going to come out yeah. as? Is he going to do character? He's been Santa. He's been the full baby carrot. Well, that's not such a baby carrot. I yeah, mean, it's he a was, baby He was carrot. a large carrot. But uh, he came out as a, a newsie, uh, an <laughs> orphan. Um, Street ragamuffin? A, a ragamuffin. <laughs> ragamuffin. He came out as a ragamuffin. That's exactly That's different than an English muffin, just right. to be clear. Uh, yes, so... Came out as an adorable young lad um, and uh, threw newspapers in the crowd and committed to the character. He really committed. Uh, for fun. Uh, very, you know, basically the Daniel Day-Lewis of the Schmodown. Uh, he's, I think he's a little more wry than Daniel Day-Lewis. Jared Leto. Also more wry than that. Yeah. He's really committed to the role. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, you know, he really committed to the role. Uh, but he always does. I think he does a great job with that. He, yeah, I think, he always I think Mark fun. seems like he wants the impression I get from Mark is that he doesn't really care that much. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. He's still going to do his best to He's win. He's still going to answer. But he doesn't yeah. really care. He doesn't really care what happens. He's going to answer the questions as he knows them and he's not going to, you know, he's going to still play, <laughs> but if he loses, he really doesn't care. So he's going to put on a show no matter what. Right. He's a comedian. He's a performer. He's going to put on a show. And he always puts on a show. You always get a good match. Uh, Snyder is always funny and charming. And he's great. He's just a slimy weasel in the best way possible. Uh, and this, I will say... Lovable slimy weasel. Very excited. I This almost never happens. I got this one right. I picked Snyder and Leah picked Ellis. I oh, usually no. there's usually two. I picked incorrectly. There's two ways our picks go. It is Aaliyah gets it right and I get it wrong, or we both get it wrong. Those oh, are like yeah. generally the two that 
Oh, Dan yeah. never gets it right when yeah. I get it right. I don't ever get it right when she gets it wrong. So I was very This excited. is it. This is your chance to gloat, Dan. Go ahead. I did it. Wow. That was the worst gloating <laughs> I've ever seen. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> listen. I did it. Uh, I did do it. Uh, but no, I, I, I honestly, I thought the match could go either way. I just picked Snyder. But <laughs> I'm not really going to like act like that I'm... Is Actually, the worst gloating I did. I didn't like Frankie numbers this shit and like you know type in the math and saw who do it. You, you know, didn't like, do the math. Uh, uh, Mark L. Loss. L. Loss. Good one, Frankie. <laughs> Nailed it, Frankie. So it was L. Loss question mark. Yeah. <laughs> he does lose a lot. Uh, so yeah, I I mean I thought it was a really fun match and I I don't I. I'm not really sure where Mark goes from here. He did kind of allude to being retired, but I think what Mark... He didn't use the R word, though. Because I think what Mark's thing is... Is, is this? That he basically is going to do his, you know, normal day-to-day -day job of being a comedian. And, yeah. you know... Uh, and he's still... I mean, he's an announcer yeah, a lot of the time. He's so. going to do it. But he will... I think he'll probably always pop up when it seems right. Yeah, like if person's like, hey, I have this it? match that I need to put a person in and I don't, you might be good. And I, then he'd be like, yeah. Exactly. I but think, he's not going to be like, I'm making a run for the belt. No, he's <laughs> never making a run for the belt. I think Mark is basically at a point where he will never, I don't really think he'll ever retire. Like, no. I Nobody think he basically is just really kind of got to be a, he's basically going to be kind of like an undertaker situation where you pull him in every once in a while. Like, and now it's going to be less and less. Yeah. Like, so, you know, the next time we see Mark Ellis play a match, it might be, you know, six months from now. It'll be the next time that he has now. a stand up gig he needs to plug. Right. <laughs> That's smart. Hey, Christian, I could be on a match this week. Next week? No. Can't Can we do it. Flash the dates on the screen. Uh, yeah. So, I do think that, you know, it's interesting the way uh, that his, he kind of plays I mean, now. it's good to have him that way because he's super entertaining. So, you know, if he's in a match, he's going to bring the entertainment value. Absolutely. And he's always there because he works there on a lot of the other things that they do. And, and a legit contender, Yeah, and he's too. good at trivia. So, yeah. like, he doesn't need to be, like, one of the main contenders that's, yeah. like, in it. But you know that, like, you always have him if you need him for a situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, he feels like a guy that's kind of your fallback guy when you need... He can always perform at a high level if you need a big name in a big match. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you have someone pop up... The thing is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in Ultimate Showdown this year. I feel like he's more of someone that you pull in for a fun performance at mm -hmm. a match. So yeah. he wouldn't be he would be a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if maybe down the line if you have you know if the the live uh the live schmodown thing picks up and and you do get a tour, he would be a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a match but you know that Mark Ellis like pop up, you mm -hmm. know. He just seems like a guy that's kind of your go-to pull him in to be a headliner, essentially. Yeah, definitely. And I'm totally fine with that. I don't really have an issue with that. He's There are people now in the Schmodown that I don't... It doesn't really matter if they're contending for a belt or, a, you know, like a serious participant. Right. There, there's going to be people now... You're going to have your... You have such a deep bench now that 
you're gonna have people that are you're more relying on for different you know you basically have a full set of clubs now uh, before you had a very small pool and everyone needed to compete you had people who were better or worse whatever but you were using all of them for the same purpose now you have such a deep bench that you have people that are just inner geekdom you have people that you're just gonna bring out to be entertaining almost like really legitimately you look at someone like the wildberries yeah. they're probably never gonna contend for almost anything and they're almost I don't they're not intentionally going to throw a match but those are guys that are really going out there to make people laugh and have a good time yeah uh, so someone like Mark is going to be a guy that you know quote-unquote puts the butts in the seats he's a uh, a charming guy that is very funny Everybody incredibly loves the everyone baby loves him nobody's like I hate Mark Ellis and he's always gonna be competitive he's not gonna get blown out blown yeah. out of any match I mean he can play with anyone anyone there is he, I think at this level like we have as much as I know like the gameplay is still super important and all of that but we've come far enough in the showdown that the entertainment factor is a clearly well-established part of the game now right. and because of that you're going to get competitors that while yes they're still gonna try and win I mean they're still gonna compete the best that they can and especially if they're strong competitors yeah. but you're also going to sometimes have those people in matches just for entertainment value they might also win and that's great but there we've gotten to a level of entertainment now that matches that just are two people doing trivia with like no fun parts besides like the actual competition which is a fun in its own way but like without any extra like show around it those matches are fewer and farther between yeah, now so absolutely. you definitely there's always going to be a place for mark ellis even if he's not a regular contender yeah if you look at but i mean look at like that first Patreon match that they're booking is Makuga Scarpino. It's now, a good time. <laughs> no one's watching that match for trivia. If you are, <laughs> listen, I got news for you. <laughs> I mean, I think that's also part of the the deal with the Patreon matches, though. You're is not. They're not. They're going to be intentionally not super high stakes matches because right. Christian understands that. Not everybody can contribute to the Patreon. And while everyone will still get to see those matches eventually, you know, you don't want to... If if there's a chance that, like, a match could get spoiled for someone, you don't want to make that, like, a really important right. yeah. match. You want to make that, like, a Makuga right. Scarpino match. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, oh, my God, who won Scarpino Makuga? I need I have to, to know. know. Clearly, they'll be the next number one contender. Yep. That, probably not the case. Uh, whoever wins that match, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, literally doesn't matter. <laughs> we both, we win. We all win. Everyone because wins. Because that match is going to be a shitload of fun. Uh, because it'll be total nutso insanity. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you are going to get more of those matches, I think, where it's just sheer entertainment. And like, that's what I said. And like, we're okay with that. Absolutely. So, <laughs> like I said, there's going to be a lot of diversity in matches, especially if we get more undercard matches as well. 
uh, going forward. Obviously, that you know we spoke last week. Originally, there was going to be an undercard for this mm, for this, but then it got this match, but it got pushed back. Uh, so that you know next month we're going to be seeing that. So so we are you know obviously still undercards are going to happen uh, by uh, by all accounts, but it is going to be interesting to kind of see uh, see how that goes and. If, even when that starts happening, if we get even more of kind of a diversity with mm -hmm. styles of matches and if we get more things like, you know, handicap matches, more like kind of storyline driven stuff. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say a TLC uh, match. Oh yeah. Well, that should be an actual match, Listen, right? You just put a ladder out there. There's ten, already a tender table. loving care. Oh, you tender don't, loving you don't care. know. I meant like wrestling when there's TLC. That's like the bacon, lettuce, tomato. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's VLT. I can't read. Dan doesn't understand uh, acronyms. I think, can I, I do want to say, uh, the, the first couple times he's been doing it, I thought it was kind of off and on. But I think I'm really on board with Ken announcing as a heel. Oh, now. yeah. Uh, I think it's because he wasn't really going full yeah. heel at first. And I think it depends on who is playing and who like if he has a horse in the race he acts more heelish if he doesn't really care about either of the competitors it seems like he doesn't right. he, you know he's more just like whatever yeah. but like if a, one of the patriots is competing or somebody that is a strong heel that like he might want to the lions that might be interested in then he as the announcer is way more heelish but it's great yeah. i also love that yeah and i i love there was you know basically Christian and his exchange yeah. about like, you know, like Christian's like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll both be completely uh, unbiased. Yeah. And then, you know, can't just, I won't. <laughs> he's not going to be unbiased. No. I, 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 I do. I think he's getting better and better at doing that. And I think that's kind of cool. I, I, I do think, uh, despite what some people might say about kayfabe not having a place in announcers or, you know. That do thing. people say that? There's certain people. Oh. Uh, I actually think that is exactly what I want. And I think the only, I think more and more that's going to be really interesting. And I think someone like Ken, who is an absolutely wonderful performer, as mm -hmm. good as anyone in the league is, should be the first person to really set the precedent for how good that can be. Um, I think it's something that's delicate to start out with because it's it's a weird the way that the Schmodown is navigating the kayfabe thing is very strange right now because it is becoming a bigger and bigger deal but also it's evolving from a model where it wasn't as prominent and now it's like a colossal part mm, so mm -hmm. and i think that was always the intention but now you're actually getting people who are these amazing performers that are really committing to it and doing these crazy enormous storylines so there's always going to be kind of kind of this like learning process and kind yeah. of a shaking sort of like a growing pains of the schmodown evolving into this yeah exactly so so i think you know there's always going to be moments when you're like i don't know if this works this time or I don't know if this feels right this time in you know uh, hopefully the Schmodown is around for a long long time and I imagine it's going to be much more uh dialed in at every level the longer it goes on yeah uh and I think 
And when you're each, trying new things, you have to like yeah. leave space for that being a trying a thing. And if it doesn't work, then you know that that yeah. thing doesn't work. And so we're really getting like first on a lot of levels. When you talk about Rachel doing the handicap matches, the first of that type, you know, when you see Ken being like a really severe heel announcer, it, it is, he is establishing a character we haven't really seen before. So him like doing that is kind of, you know, new ground for, for competitors. So I think he's doing an amazing job at kind of figuring that out on the fly. I mean, it's, it's tough because he is, Ken is Ken. So he has to, he is basically doing improv nonstop for an hour on the desk, which is very difficult and strange because you're developing a character on the spot. Um, so I think he's doing a really good job and I think he's getting better and better. When we saw him the first couple times, it felt like you didn't know where he was committing to on the side, you know, mm -hmm. like where, like where he's going. But I think this was like this, this, uh, the Ellis Snyder match yeah. really to me felt like he was like full through. heel. It felt like he was really breaking through and figuring out the, how to tailor his announcement you know, announcing to his character. Yeah. And I thought he did a really great job. So I, I really liked it in that match as well. I think, like you said, in previous matches, I feel like it's, he's been sort of like trying to walk a line of like, he can't pretend like the whole lines and thing hasn't happened right. because like that's still part of what's happened, the Schmodown lore and what's happened right now. So he can't just be totally normal yeah. Ken. But also, he, you know, maybe was trying to not be biased because he's an announcer yeah. or something. And so I feel like that in-between is more where it was kind of like, all right, I don't really know what's happening here. Yeah. Now that he has gone to, like, committing more. And I feel like the last few matches, it's either been, like, full heel because he has a horse in the race and he's supporting them. Right. Or he doesn't really care. And it's more of like a, you know, whatever kind of heel because it's like, well, whoever wins, it doesn't matter to me because I don't care about any of these people. Um, and so that also is a type of heel. It just is makes sense in the context of the match based on if he has someone that he would be rooting for as part of the lion's den yeah. or if there's just, it's just like, these are two people that don't matter to me because they're not in the lion's den, so yeah. whatever. And I really, I really like the direction that he's gone with actually like really committing to the heel on the desk because it's super funny. And I love like his barbs with like, especially with Christian. Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, just like, you know, you know, you screwed me out of this Christian. <laughs> and, like, did the... and it wouldn't make sense for him to just act like that never happened because it yeah. did happen. And yeah. so it's either he's not on an announcer anymore, which also I don't want because he's great. Right. Or he plays his character while he's announcing. Yeah. I think he's really doing a good job and setting an amazing precedent for what other people will have to do if they fill that heel role. And really, if you watch wrestling, there's, yeah, there's, like heel there's announcers. always a heel announcer. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much is fundamental to... Uh, the wrestling process is that yeah. generally you never have all face announcers. It just doesn't work that way because that's part of engaging people is having one guy rooting for one side and the other guy rooting for the other side. So one guy is always being like, you know, I love what he's doing. Yeah. The other guy's like, what's wrong with you? You know, like <laughs> this is cheating. And the best and it's is not that the right. heel announcers like act as if the heels are faces. Yeah, and exactly. so that's how they are, why they're like a heel as their announcers. Cause they're like, 
basically acting as if everything that the heel wrestlers are doing is like the right thing yeah. and that they're like not in the wrong at all and it's always really funny and listen like Ken is the guy to do this. Yeah. He is a wrestling guy. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to cut a promo. I mean, we still talk. Yeah. I, I still wish that I saw that promo will go down in legend. The greatest promo I have ever seen in the Schmodown. Which Christian, can you just <laughs> publish that somewhere so Please. people can see it? I just want to see I know the you whole have it. Uh, it's so good. On uh, a cassette tape or spectacular however electronics work oh my gosh his spectacular <laughs> promo is the greatest thing i've ever seen and but he is amazing mm -hmm. at promos and especially as a heel he really has taken off on that mm -hmm. level and i think he's done an amazing job i have i i mean that's all there is to it i think ken's an incredible performer we love ken uh i really love ken uh so he, i think he's doing a great job and i think he's it takes people to push, it takes an amazing performer to push other people and to set a precedent for what you want going forward. And I think Ken has been put in a role that's very difficult to be this heel announcer because you haven't really seen someone that truly a heel announcer in the Schmodown right. yet. And he's done an incredible job. But just because we haven't had it doesn't mean we don't want to have no, it. No, I do want it. I think it's great. And I think it's really important that we go, you know, do that stuff going forward. Because that's what I want out of the show. Not everyone's going to want that. And that's okay. But I think the thing the Schmodown is trying to be is going to need to incorporate that element. So, you know, uh, I, I think it's great. And I think Ken's doing it in a spectacular job and getting better and better at it. And so. you can't expect things to never change, you know? Mm. Like it's, if it goes on, if the Schmodown continues, which we hope that it is, it's gonna grow. You can't, basically nothing ever stays exactly the same. And if it does, it's usually not as good because you're not pushing yourself. You're not, you know, trying new things and not all new things work, but if you don't try them, then you're just stagnant. Shoot for the stars, kids. Hang let in your, there, let your cat poster. Let your dream take take flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all that we have. Three matches, uh, and we thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I, we hope you come back next week, and we'll be back next week. Um, we will be. We're always here. We actually stay in this exact spot for yeah for seven days, and we just wait we for the camera to turn We just sit here. We don't eat. We don't go anywhere. Creepy, actually. Yeah, uh, we only exist in. We're the robots. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, as as always, we appreciate you, you guys swinging. We really in. do. Uh, we're uh, all the belts. Uh, come visit us at at all the belts pod uh, On the if Twitters. you have time and tweet at us and tell us what yeah. you think and give us comments. Uh, down, Leave us a down comment down below. I try if you're and respond video. to stuff. Um, sometimes I don't get there until a long time after you comment, and I'm sorry, but I do read them all, and I really appreciate that you guys are. Excited. We do read the comments for our. Stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we just, because the people that comment on our podcast are nice. Yeah, Nobody's that's very true. Everyone's really, very nice. You're all like, very we wonderful. We don't have any trolls, really, which is great. Yeah. Thank you guys for not being trolls. Everyone's we really appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, keep leaving comments and having a discussion, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.